now I've lost in total just over nine stone, which still mind blowing just even say that is unreal. I feel like my mind is catching up with me and, under- and saying to myself, Tom, you're not that big person anymore. You are overcoming body dysmorphia and it is probably going to take a little while longer, but you're not being yourself up about it. Like, I honestly, Claire, cannot tell you the last time when I looked in the mirror and gone, God, you're so fat today. Like, I genuinely do not know how long it's been since I've done that. I mean, now it's the opposite. I need to go and order some work trousers for Monday morning because all my work trousers are too big. So my, my mind is kind of like reverting to going, Tom, you're not fat anymore because these clothes are too big. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Simming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. I hope that you're all good. I hope you've had a decent week this week. And are you feeling resilient? Are you ready for what's coming up <laughs> with, uh, with lockdown or not, as it may be? We don't really know what's going on at the moment, do we? And I really wanted to put this episode out this week because Tom Fox was interviewed as a guest on episode 10. He was the first guy that I interviewed and it was so lovely because he was so vulnerable and honest about his journey. In particular, is depression and body dysmorphia. And body dysmorphia was something that I didn't really see being discussed on social media. And it was just nice to kind of like learn about that. And... When I interviewed Tom for episode 10, he spoke about how he'd lost a lot of weight, he'd lost eight and a half stone, and then he'd, he'd had a really, really difficult time and then he'd put weight back on. And, and at the time that I interviewed him, and lost about four stone. So I thought it'd be a good idea just to have a catch up. And when I interviewed Tom back in June, this was now, he'd actually lost nine stone. So he's now at Target, which is amazing. And it goes into detail again about the body dysmorphia. And I just think this is a really lovely, uplifting interview because what Tom has done is during lockdown, he's just found this as a, an opportunity to get really stuck in with his focus. And he's had lots of time to plan meals, prep meals and go for walks. And it's just been, I guess, quite life changing for Tom just to have this time and to and to put the, I guess, energy back into his plans for his weight loss. And that's what we need, isn't it? I know we're nearing the end of the year. I know it's been a strange one. But I do think that today's episode will really, truly inspire you. So is introducing Tom to another episode of Simming Stories. So if you just want to give us a little bit of a, a catch up at where you're at at the moment, Tom. Uh, yes, that's absolutely fine, Claire. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Welcome. So at end of 2019, I weighed in at 20 and a half stone. And currently we are in June, early June, and I weigh just under 11 and a half stone. Yeah, so in the last four months, I have lost just over four stone. It is something I am very, very proud of. It's something I didn't think I'd get to, but here we are and it's one of the big things for me is focus and motivation and like I said a minute ago it's something that I didn't think I'd get to but here we are and it's here so I'm very proud. Brilliant and congratulations of getting there and that's you know it's such a great achievement to to have been in that situation I know on the first episode you spoke about having lost weight and then having difficulties with some relationships and that feeling like a trigger but obviously things have now turned around and 
whatever was stopping you is, is lifted and you, you're just so focused. And I'm so proud of you. Well done. Thank you. Like I just said a minute ago, it's uh, on the end of 2019, I actually weighed in at just over 16 stone, not 20 and a half stone, because that obviously means I've lost nine stone in five months, and yeah. that's impossible. <laughs> I didn't do the math. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, didn't do the math. <laughs> I, I just thought of that and thought, that's wrong, Tom. Yeah, I mean, this time last year, I was mentally in a bad place, physically in a bad place, wasn't who I was meant to be as a person. And I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. And I think 2020, with everything that's going on at the minute with quarantine and the coronavirus, which is a whole other subject, which I won't get into because I'll be here forever, it's good to actually just focus on yourself and motivate yourself. And the reason why I don't follow a plan as such, apart from my own, is because I'm the type of person that goes to the beat of my own drum. Mm. And I feel like if I do my own thing and focus on myself and follow my own meal plans and diets and fitness regimes I mean to be honest with you Claire I don't actually have a fitness uh, regime or a, a healthy meal plan I just eat good meals healthy meals and just go for a run or a walk or even uh, do some skipping exercises at home or some pop sugar dance workouts on YouTube it's just all about how I feel on the on the day and the time mm. I mean I don't like I mean I I'm a person that loves to plan loves to organize but I think if I plan to go for a run say tomorrow and then I wake up and go, you know what, Tom, I don't actually fancy going for a run tomorrow. I fancy going for a walk. I'll go for a walk. Mm. So it's all about what you want on the day. So I guess what you're saying is it's tuned into what you want and how you feel in, in that moment where I know a lot of my guests follow the similar world plan and I do. And I've had guests on that do keto and Weight Watchers. And rather than working to somebody else's plan, and somebody else's intentions you, you like setting your own intentions aren't you and then you, you're meeting your own expectations I guess yeah because if say like if I achieve my target weight which I have thank god mm. um I'd like to fully credit myself I would want to credit someone else's plan and that's no disrespect to anyone that you know does slimming world and does keto and weight watches because obviously the transformations that we've seen with people that um do follow those plans is absolutely fantastic and well done to them However, with me, I'm a big believer in everyone's different. And obviously, mm -hmm. I know if I went on those plans, it wouldn't work for me, which is why I do my own thing. And it's working and it's worked and it's going to work for me. That's fantastic yeah. that you've recognised that and you've implemented that and those, those changes have come. So what would you say has been the biggest change now you're not just at your goal weight that you wanted to be, but that you've had success with it and you've you've you know you've aimed for it and you've been able to achieve that success um okay so if i go for three things so um uh, with with lockdown one of the things that i can actually take from it is the fact that i'm actually able to do a lot of home cooking and prep mm. meals from scratch like like a homemade pizza like right now i'd rather have a homemade cooked pizza using self-raising flour low-fat yogurt and a little bit of baking powder than go and spend like 15 pound at Domino's when you know it's full of fat full of grease I mean yeah it's good for a cheat meal but mm. for me I get, I get I look forward to actually cooking it from scratch yeah so that'd be the number one thing the number two thing is mentally preparing yourself for the day I could wake up and if it's sunny I'm in a happy mood if it's raining it's you know you're, you're a bit you know the no pun intended but the weather puts a damper onto your mood 
So I think it's all about living the day. And then the third thing I would say is confidence. Like I'm not the most confident of people, but as every day goes on, I'm seeing that confidence within me coming out more and more. And that is because I am a more evolved person of what I was before. So I cannot thank, you know, in some weird way, I cannot thank lockdown enough, if that yeah. makes sense. That's probably the only time you're going to hear that someone being thankful for lockdown. But in some weird, strange way, it's helped me out a lot. Because I thought at the beginning of lockdown, when I was finishing work, I thought, oh my God, Tom, you're going to be at home. You're going to be bored with nothing to do. You're going to gorge and go back to your old ways. But what's happened every day by as the days have gone on is I've cooked meals. I've found different foods that I never thought I'd like and I have started to like. Thanks mm. to, you know, people that do follow the slimming world because the majority of people on my fight fact with Tom Instagram page that I follow, her cheap plug, I follow the Simon World people and the meals that they do are fantastic. And I have taken a lot of inspiration by a lot yeah. of different people like the Aldi skinny pork sausages would never have got them if it wasn't for this. So it's, it's a different combination of things. Yeah, definitely. And it's quite interesting you said about it needs to, like the sun motivates you. And yet I know back in January when you was on your journey and you started again to lose the weight that was really damp and really horrid so how did you motivate yourself in the conditions that weren't as picturesque as the ones I mean today we probably picked the worst day out for like the last three <laughs> it's thrown it down a rain where I am at the moment but I know we've had some really bright sunny days haven't we but how did you motivate yourself during the times when you looked outside in the morning and actually it wasn't really worth getting out of bed for for a run or a walk god uh, either do a home workout find something to do at home or just say to yourself tom just get out there it's only a quick half an hour you once you've done the half an hour you're home you can have a relaxing day not worry about it like during lockdown what i've learned is if i do my exercise in the morning i've not got to worry about you know doing it later on in the day so i'm, I'm not psyching myself up but it's like the complete opposite so i can get up do the exercise then then it's done for the day and i don't have to do any more yeah but I think that like you said with the weather with it being sunny and everything the last month let's say mm. I've gone exploring and I've gone to walk around surrounding villages that I didn't even know existed and I've been living in here for the past 22 years so it's things like that that I've appreciated so much out of lockdown again another positive thing of lockdown I know, I know. it's nice as well just to go out in the sun clock up the miles and just you don't feel like you're exercising do you so yeah exactly and like, like you just said is you take detours and everything you find different places and then the next day I go well, what if I go further than that so I go and do it again and go even further and then I'm clocking yeah. up more miles but the one thing I have learned from this Instagram community is small steps lead to big achievements because like earlier on in the year I'd have to make sure I go for a run every single night mm. so but then I thought to, I sat back during lockdown again another positive and thought to myself why are you going for a run every day, Tom? Like, yeah, it's good exercise, but why are you forcing yourself to? Because it's going to come to a point where running's going to become boring because you're doing it constantly every day. Yeah. So that's why I switched up from runs to power walks to skipping to dance pop sugar workouts. I mean, I'm not a big fan of home workouts. No. I'm really not at all. So it's either for me a run, a power walk, a nice stroll, or some skipping. Yeah. I love skipping. I love the fact that you can, your heart rate can get really high and straight away you can really get into burning fat and, you, you know, you can see the calories clocking up and it's really intense, isn't it? Skipping, really intense. Without even realising it. 
Yeah, really intense. Now, what's the dance? I'm showing my age now. <laughs> what's this thing that you you mentioned? There's this thing, there's this um, <laughs> channel on YouTube. It's called uh, Pop Sugar. So it, it's P O P S U G A R. It's one word. And it's um, different styles of dance. So it's like Latin or uh, Spanish or just lots of different types. Hip hop It's very good. Very good. You don't even have to have any rhythm to it. I've clearly got zero rhythm, but I find it fun. A quick half an hour. You don't even realise you're burning calories. Brilliant. So have you been uh, doing some TikToks with that then? <laughs> Experimenting with your moves? My TikTok account <laughs> is officially deleted. Now I'm back at work. <laughs> Just in case if someone randomly pops it and sees it and puts it on the staff forum. <laughs> but no, I, and it's, it's good to do the fun stuff. And a, a local gym, uh, the lady that runs it, Bessa, um, she does plebiscise, I sometimes go to. Yes. And she's been doing like a virtual plebiscise. I have got my glow sticks. I've not tried it yet, but she has done that. She's done it, I think she's done it for free, which is lovely. And there's, there's quite a, a nice community that's come together to kind of support mm. fitness and and to, to recognise that a lot of people, you know, are on their own. And it could be, especially for people that, you know, live on their own, quite solitary. Maybe they, they go out to work and they have their interaction that way. And they have the social life that way. It, it has been an, an isolating experience. And it's nice to think that you can go onto Instagram and you can connect with other people. And you can feel that you can join these groups and start, yeah, start dancing. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I mean, in terms of club size, I used to do it during when I was on my weight loss journey before back in like, I think it was about a year and a half ago and it, club size was brilliant. There was about yeah. 30 of us in a hall. The lady always used to call me up on stage because I was the, uh, the only man. So <laughs> it was, you know, it was once a week. It was a lot of fun, got to meet new people. But in terms of like the Instagram Swimwell community, there's so many people on there that are so kind. Like everyone's kind and lovely. There's not <laughs> one bad thing I've come across. And you hear about social media having like a negative impact and all negative, all it is is negative this and negative that. But for me, A, I've not come across any negativity and B, I've come across so many people that I've made good connections with. Like there's this one little group of ladies called the Body Movement Confidence and there's about nine, ten of us and we just amp each other up. We just motivate each other, have a laugh and they are such lovely ladies. And even if I get like a random message saying, hi, First of all, well done on your weight loss. Can you please help me? I need help with this, this and this. And it's, it's nice to help other people and give them my experience. However, yeah. on the flip side of that, what might work for me may not work for you, but yeah. it's nice just to give experience and advice of what I've done and hopefully they can take inspiration from it or take something from it and adapt it to their routine and let it work for them. And I love watching other people's journeys. I think it's fantastic. And everyone's doing such a good job, no matter if you've gained, maintain lost you still want to lose something or tone yourself or change to basically change your life and i love it yes it's all positive and, and great stuff isn't it now what i'm interested to find out tom is when we spoke on the last episode you, you went into detail about body dysmorphia and obviously you've, your body's gone through this change you've clearly lost a big chunk of weight mm -hmm. and would you say that your mind has caught up with your body or is that something, is that an issue that you still have? If you just want to explain what body dysmorphia is and how that, that, how that is affecting you now. So, so explain what body dysmorphia is. So you, you, if someone says, 
oh, I feel, if someone looks in the mirror and goes, oh, I feel fat, that's not body dysmorphia. So body dysmorphia is it's a mental game. Like you constantly wake up. All you think about is how you look. You lift your top up in the mirror. If you feel ugly about yourself, if you feel worthless about yourself, it's basically just a constant battle with the mind of how you look. So for example, if someone had a big nose, but no one else saw it apart from you and it really got you down all the time, that could potentially turn into body dysmorphia. And for me, it was my size. But now I've lost in total just over nine stone, which still mind-blowing just even say that is unreal. I feel like my mind is catching up with me and, under- and saying to myself, Tom, you're not that big person anymore. You are overcoming body dysmorphia and it is probably going to take a little while longer, but you're not beating yourself up about it. Like I honestly, Claire, cannot tell you the last time when I looked in the mirror and gone, God, you're so fat today. Like I genuinely do not know how long it's been since I've done that. I mean, now it's the opposite. I need to go and order some work trousers for Monday morning because all my work trousers are too big. So my, my mind is kind of like reverting to going, Tom, you're not fat anymore because these clothes are too big. Yes. Does that, does that, is that, does that make sense? It, it does. And I just wonder at what point will you say, right, okay. Because I know you, you've, you've mentioned that you've got to your goal weight. So you've recognised that you're at the weight that you want to be. You're happy with that. You're following your plan, your exercise regime. Will the body dysmorphia say, actually, I'm going to keep nagging it and nagging it and nagging it until you drop your size even further or drop your weight even further? Or are you confident that you're doing everything that you need to do to satisfy? If you like, I guess if you consider this like body dysmorphia as the devil on your shoulder, it's kind of like nagging you and nagging you. Do you feel that it's just quieting down to the point where it's no longer even an issue? You don't like wake up in the morning and think about it? Or do you think that there could be a, a trigger where that kind of rises again and it'll want you to drop your weight even further just to satisfy you? To put all that into one word, no. I feel like that devil is starting to fly away from my shoulder and I'm starting to flick it away. And I wake up in the morning and I think about my next meal, but not in terms of like, oh God, I could do it with a bag of crisp or chocolate right now. It is literally the excitement of, God, I'm actually going to be able to cook porridge in the morning and put frozen raspberries in it. Or like I said earlier, cook my homemade pizza. Or at the minute I'm loving um, chunky mushroom sauce with whole wheat pasta, which I look at myself a year ago, half of what I've just said, actually pretty much all of what the foods I've just said, I would never have eaten ever. Mm-hmm. Like strawberries. Strawberries are my number one thing I've learned over lockdown that I've loved. Again, another positive. But I do think body dysmorphia, it doesn't go away like that. No. You, you don't wake up one morning and it's automatically gone. Your mind, you have to, you have to tag team with your mind as to go, you know what, Tom, you're not this person anymore. You're in a new version of yourself. And it's one of those things where you either goes or it doesn't. And for me, it's going. And mm. that's a big positive thing. But where the, a trigger for me, it's not happened yet, but it's when people talk about people being fat. And I get that thing in my head and going, okay, Tom, you're, you, you, know, you were fat. You may think you're still fat, but you're really not. Mm. is where it was like six months ago I would have beat myself up if I said that to myself is whereas now it's no Tom because you're you fit into a size small slash medium t-shirt that you yeah. paid two pound fifty for off eBay you know mm. and, and you're wearing it to work in front of people that you don't really see 
before and you feel confident and proud about it yeah. before i was wearing a 2xl top from the same shop same price and it was tight on me so mm. i just think it's all about confidence like i'm not 100 percent confident about my body but compared to this time last year i am 100 percent the complete opposite of what i was all of these challenges to the body dysmorphia it's, it's almost like the body dysmorphia doesn't stand a chance because mm. of what's happening and the changes you, that you've made it's unreal i mean i could do a whole debate on body dysmorphia but all i can say at this point in time is i'm not the most confident of people but i'm a hell of a lot more confident than what i was 365 days ago because i'm doing things that i never thought i would have done like mm. this whole instagram community what I'm learning now is yes I've lost the weight but it's now about maintaining the weight which is a journey that I've never ever been through so I'm a little bit scared about how to maintain weight but I'm learning that and I've done research and I'm you know like I said cooking foods that I've never thought I would have done and finding new ways of exercising so it's it, just because I've reached my goal weight it doesn't mean it's the end of my journey it's no. the beginning because now I've got to learn how to maintain it every week and I weigh myself on a Friday. So this week, if I weigh my, if I weigh myself and I've lost a pound, it's not like I intentionally went out there to lose a pound. It's not like I said to myself, right, Tom, you've got to lose a pound this week because I've eaten healthy. I've exercised every day, whether it was for 20 minutes, 45 minutes, a power walk, a run, a skipping, whatever it is. My new journey is to maintain the weight and I'm learning how to do that. Right. Okay. And would you consider ever giving up the scales as not just a measure but as kind of a conversation between you and your ego that you're you're okay because I do feel that with the scales sometimes it can be pressure to hit that number or to stick to that number and as you know if you understand nutrition which I'm sure I do because you've devised your own plan you know water levels within your body can adjust um, there's lots of changes within your your body that can alter the weight on the scale so would you ever consider giving up the scale and then using i don't know like a pair of jeans as a measure is that something that you would ever look to do put it blankly no i wouldn't what i would do though is i'd compromise with that and I, instead of weighing myself every week i'd weigh myself every two weeks for example yeah. so it's not like i'm reaching a target as such it's just reminding myself of what i can do in two weeks mm. so that that could be something I could be doing during my a journey of maintaining weight. Mm. But if I step onto the scales and it says, like I've, I've put on a pound, first reaction within me will go, for God's sake, Tom, what have you done this week? And then I'll recognize it and then change it. Mm. But there's a little part of me, only about two, 3%, I'm very specific here, <laughs> less than 5%, let's say, but less than 5%, if I had a takeaway, right, I say it from a local Chinese, I now know compared to six months ago that if I have it, I've got to work it off the next day or work it off that morning to make room for it. Because it's not like I follow the calorie counting diet, but I know for a man, it's roughly 1400 if you wanted to lose weight. And say if I exercise and, it, and, I, and I've burnt like say 400 calories, I know I can eat anything less than 1800 calories a day. As right. whereas beforehand, when I wasn't on a diet, I think of all the calories that I'd eaten and I say to myself, well, it's no wonder why you put on all that weight back to ever so quickly because you'd have a Chinese, you'd have a massive bar of dairy milk, you'd have six bags of crisps and you'd have all that in one day. Who knows how many calories that is, like 4,000 plus. Well, that's a pound on already. And yeah. I know it's sodium and water weight, but it's full fat. Hmm. So this is why it is important 
for you to do your research, find your motivation, get focused before you even start to do anything. Because if you go in like a ball in a china shop, you don't even know what you're doing. You don't know if you're cooking the right meals, you're getting the right ingredients. You just don't know, which is why you've got to get the preparation done first before you go out there and do it. Plan before you implement. I'm not saying I'm an expert on anything because I'm not, but I'm just giving my expertise on how I've done it. Yes. And it might work for someone and it might not. If it does, great. If it doesn't, that's fine. You go and find something else that will work for you. Exactly right what you said. Before you start any plan, look at your research and dig into that, that deep. So now you've lost this weight, now you're at target. What piece of advice could you give to somebody that seems to be on like a yo-yo path? I know a lot of people on Instagram, some people, especially during lockdown, have really, really mm. a bit of a different story to one that you've told in the they can't get the focus at all. What advice could you give to somebody that's just really lost their focus just to get back on it? It's, it's kind of like going to speak to a doctor, go and message someone, ask you know, how they did it, do your research. If, cause I thought I would have been that person that would have been struggling. And fortunately I, I've been the complete opposite. And that's not being overconfident or too confident. That is something that I've been surprising myself with. But what you need to do is, is like I said, do your research, just find people who are going through the same thing as you talk it through, work together, or you know follow something online or like for me for example i've not eaten crisps chocolate or sweets or any type of junk snack food since new year's eve of 2019 and when i tell people that they go why because because life's too short why don't you just have a bar of chocolate yeah. genuinely claire i don't fancy it i don't crave sugar i don't no. crave any of it like i'd rather make a homemade pizza and homemade chips using red potatoes than mm. go into the chippy and I think that's just how I've got my mental game at the minute. So if yeah. anyone wants to message, say, for example, me at Fight Fat with Tom, do it. Because I will give you advice. I will try my best to help you. Mm. I will potentially maybe steer you into the right direction. I don't know. But yeah. the best thing to do is talk it out with someone, even if it's your mum, your dad, your sister, obviously FaceTime technology, social distancing and everything. Just talk it out with someone instead yeah. of talking to yourself about it because you're only going to beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. absolutely really enjoyed catching up with you tom it's been a pleasure and congratulations on your your weight loss and not just the weight loss the fact that you know mentally you you're in a really positive place um and you've had you've had great success and i know that's anybody listening to this podcast that is looking to start their journey or maybe they've come to a crossroads I, i do feel that this this episode will inspire them and the dance classes i might have to give that a look <laughs> the best thing ever <laughs> okay. i'll trust you on that okay thanks for joining me today tom thank you thanks claire i really hope that tom's advice will help you for the week ahead and before my voice goes this is the closest i've been to not recording an episode so before it goes i'd just ask you just to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast that would mean mean the world to me my favorite one final that i can't seem to erase um yeah i'm gonna go and take some lem sips have a great week until next time take care